0: Straight talk from Israel. You're listening to Israel News Talk Radio.
1: Has the news got you down? Not with this funny guy. You're listening to Lighten Up with Steve Miller.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Shalom, Shalom, everybody. (laughs) <laughs> Guess what day it is? It's Monday. You know what that means? It's lighting up on Israel News Talk Radio. And today's show is sponsored by the letters F, K, M. And let's <laughs> welcome the greatest sidekick in radio, the beautiful Miss Roya Mosidian. Yay! Oh, good morning. Hi, Stephen. Boker Tove. Good morning. <laughs> good
1: morning. Happy President's uh, Day. Ah, uh, happy Joe Biden
0: day! <laughs> hey, what are you doing? What are you doing on my day? Everybody has to sniff hair
1: <laughs> and eat ice cream.
0: Sniff hair and eat ice cream and trip over <laughs> stairs and cause World War Three.
1: It's perfect. Welcome to President's Day in the United States.
0: Hi. <laughs> right. uh, let's first, before we kick off the show, we got an incredible show. Um, let's first listen or uh, welcome our listeners. Uh, the United States of China. Canada, Jamaica, Algeria, Roya is listening, Germany, Ireland, New Zealand, Israel, and Austria.
1: Excellent. We have lots
0: of new countries listening. That's right. You know who, uh, uh, Austria, you know who's from Austria? Arnold Schwarzenegger.
1: Oh, yeah, that's right. Are you going to do an impression?
0: Yes. Welcome, welcome, Austria. Get (laughs) down, look out, get to the (laughs) chopper. Come on, get to the of Austria. The it's Jews perfect. are coming. The Jews are coming. Come on. Get down. That's right. I forgot he was Austrian. Um Yeah, that's right. Uh so anyway, listen. So let's tell the uh let's tell the viewers real quick. Now if you hear a little traffic. Um, my beautiful sidekick is sitting in a car. Once again, she's ruining the show because uh, her son just passed his driver's license. Yay. So yay. So let's give a big Mazal Tov to William Mosinian or William Suffren. He's got like 10 names. Uh, and uh, he, congratulations, William. Are you with us, William? Uh, William's next
1: to me sitting here. Well, Stephen Tell says him. congratulations, buddy. He says, thank you very much, Stephen.
0: That's right. So now uh, I would like to tell all the people in the Philadelphia area, get off the road.
1: (laughs) I know, right? Well, this is the funny thing because it's President's Day. You know, all the kids have off from school. So I'm sitting there in the parking lot waiting for William's turn to take his test. And it's all kids who look exactly like William, like 16, 17. They look just like him all like, inching around the parking lot. It was like I was afraid to even move my car.
0: Yes. <laughs> so now uh, on the show, Roya is in her car with her son or, in the front seat. Once,
1: once again, I'm in my car. Anything for the show. Why, why is my life so chaotic, Steven?
0: I mean, last time you're lotioning up your dad at the <laughs> doctor's office, and now your your son is taking his driver's test. Come on. Can you be professional for once? I hope you found some articles for this week. Uh,
1: I'm, I'm the worst. Not only am I am I driving around with doing the driver's license, but I'm, I'm still in my pajama bottoms. And, uh, yeah, my morning has been, like, totally chaotic.
0: You're in your pajamas right I, now?
1: I, yeah, I'm in my pajama bottoms. I did take off the pajama top. And put on a regular shirt and and a sweatshirt. But I'm in my pajama bottoms and, like, slippers. This is how I left the house this morning.
0: Oh, the people of Algeria (laughs) love that.
1: I'm a mess. Uh,
0: Somebody help me. Oh, Jamaica's (laughs) listening, too. Jamaica loves it. Oh, I love love Jamaica. Yes, Roya, we love you in your pajamas. (laughs) And your slippers. We got to...
1: Yeah, my slippers, yep, yep. Jamaica,
0: so. man. We'd like to congratulate William on his driver's license. I don't even, that's not even, I don't even know what kind of accent that is. Anyway, how that's was a your...
1: terrible accent. How was your weekend? <laughs> it was good, it was good. It was a long, long weekend because of President's Day, so, you know, it's nice not to have to rush anywhere. How about okay. you? What's going on? You had a good oh, weekend? Oh,
0: yes. Baruch Hashem. I spent, uh, I had, I spent Shabbat at my rabbi's house. Wonderful. Yeah, which was interesting, you know. uh, So I'm—I had to sleep at his house, and Mm -hmm. um, you know, uh, (laughs) you Mm -hmm. see—you see see your rabbi, you see him as as a holy man, but then when you see him around, walking around the house barefoot in his (laughs) pajamas late at night, it's like (laughs) uh, you know, it's kind (laughs) of disturbing.
1: It's—it takes the shine off a little bit, doesn't it? It puts a little. Was he in his underwear at all? Was he walking around in his underwear?
0: No, no, no.
1: Oh, thank goodness. (laughs)
0: Um, but I had a great time and, um, it's interesting. So we walked to Shul, uh, because you're not allowed to drive on uh, Mm -hmm. Shabbat. And, uh, he's, I tell you, my rabbi is so holy because as we're walking to Shul, he's, uh, he, 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 he's davening and praying all the time. He's always saying words of Torah constantly. And as we're walking down the street, this is what he sounds like. He's like, <laughs> that's how he Dobbins That's how he prays. He speaks so fast it just sounds like he's saying "peace and carrots, peace and carrots, peace and carrots." <laughs> Maybe he is. And I was, and I say to him, and, and I looked at him like, "Wow!" I'm like, you know, in Israel, you are would be like the holiest person, just davening and saying words of Torah as you're walking. But here yep. in America, you just look like a lunatic homeless person. <laughs>
1: So true. I'm glad he didn't get arrested or anything on the walk. You know, he was constantly
0: <laughs> p- talking to himself and goes over I'm like Rabbi, what are you saying? He's like, I'm talking to you. Don't you understand me? I'm like, no,
1: no, no I don't. That's <laughs> uh, funny. That's cute. So, well, I'm so glad you was... had a great, great time. That's nice. yes.
0: It was it was a lot of fun. It was good. And then of course, uh, another. We'll have another quick segment of living with an 80 year old. Why is
1: that? I was going to ask if your mother missed you while you were calling at the rabbi's house.
0: <laughs> uh, she does. She misses me as I'm uh, yeah. celebrating. Yeah. As, I, as I honor Shabbat, she desecrates it. <laughs> <laughs> but, oh. um, so I went shopping with my mom uh, at, uh, at a local grocery store here called, um, uh, not Whole Foods. What's the other one? The one by trade, Whole Foods, trade, Trader, Trader Joe's. Joe's. Trader Joe's. I don't know if anyone around the world, no one's going to know what it is. It really doesn't matter. It's just a grocery store. But the point it's like a is, a little
1: specialty kind of grocery store. It's
0: that's like smaller
1: right. Smaller than most, and it's and it's always crowded. Yes. Oh, I can't go there anymore. I stopped going.
0: And there are a lot of freaks there. And yeah, um, there are. I realize one thing about my mother. You know, when she picks up something to look at, and then she'll mm-hmm. walk around with it, and then she decides she doesn't want it. She'll put it in a different <laughs> section. So she'll she'll pick up ice cream and she'll walk around with it and she'll say, you know, I, I just don't want this. And she'll put it in the bread section.
1: I'm like coughing. It's so funny. Oh I'm, my like, what, I'm
0: like, what are you doing? She's like, that's what the employees are for. They'll fix it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's like every employee's worst nightmare. I know. She's putting
0: <laughs> she puts bread in the ice cream <laughs> section and uh ice cream in the bread section. She's oh, like it doesn't matter. I just it's it, it's fine. It's fine. Don't worry. <laughs> That's,
1: the employees will get right on it. It won't melt here.
0: <laughs> right. Um, and then uh, so we're going around shopping and you know, she finds these little tiny paper plates. I mean, really <laughs> tiny and i'm like what if she starts throwing them in the in the uh in the uh, grocery cart i'm like what, what what are you gonna use those for what are you buying that for she's like well i don't know i might want to put a piece of toast on it
1: i'm <laughs> well, like we you're... all know your mother doesn't like to eat very much so i know she could put her uh quarter of a quarter of a quarter of baked potato on it and eat that for dinner
0: <laughs> So she wants to spend the money and buy a small paper plate, a stack of them, so she can put small pieces of toast on it. I said, you know what? Just use a paper towel or a napkin. I'm like, we're not buying this. I like how you're monitoring her
1: purchases now as well.
0: Yeah. Did you ever like, see yes, the,
1: no. Did, you, did yes. you
0: ever see the movie uh, Mother with uh, Albert Brooks? And, uh, no, oh, No. Well, there's a scene where he goes shopping with his mother. That's exactly what it was like. If anyone has seen that movie, that's... Well,
1: we all have to watch it now.
0: Yeah, he moves in (laughs) with his mother for a little bit.
1: (laughs) No, it's like a day in the life of Stephen. That's right. Yeah. Wow.
0: And then we get to, we get to, we check out. And um, first of all, there's so many liberals all over my neighborhood. Oh, grew up, and
1: swarming with them. Yeah.
0: This 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 thing. I don't know if it was a woman or a male. <laughs> I guess it was called I guess it was a non binary person. <laughs> they had purple hair and I'm bagging. I'm bagging. And this uh-huh. thing with purple hair comes out to me, just stares at me and starts <laughs> staring at me, very makes me uncomfortable. And I'm like, Yes. And and, and can and, I help you? Right. And 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 this non binary person just goes, uh would you like me to help you bag? <laughs> no. No, thank you. And I'm like, I'm like uh, okay. <laughs> and it was like, I didn't know if it was a man or a woman. <laughs> so basically, they've got non-binary baggers at Trader Joe's. Yes, Jones.
1: yes. It's it's a strange place. And everyone else has flip-flops on. And, and, and uh, yeah, they're, they're just they're, – I, I don't go there anymore for that exact reason. Oh, look, an ambulance is passing by now. This is so professional. <laughs> yeah, thanks, yeah, you know, I'm just a mess.
0: <laughs> so, uh, yeah, that was uh, so going shopping with my mother was uh, was. That was sounds fun. like a blast. Yeah. Well, I have
1: a, I, I have a quick funny story about my dad. So I wake up, you know, I got him this um, um, what's it called? Like a fall bracelet, you yeah. know. So apparently, um, he gets up in the middle of the night. He goes to the to the um. The, the kitchen to get his moisturizer, to get his lotion because he was itching, unbeknownst to me like he's doing this in the middle of the night well, he's naked he falls on his butt he's totally fine, he falls on his rear end and the fall bracelet winds up going off the police come at 4.30 in the morning to help him get up, he couldn't get up Oi. he was just sitting on the ground yep. naked, Is he okay? yeah, he's totally fine Totally fine, except he, I'm like, Dad, why were you naked? Like, why weren't you wearing underpants? I don't understand this whole thing.
0: <laughs> Help me! I'm falling Help and me. I can't get up and I'm naked.
1: <laughs> yes, exactly. It was it was like a scene from that from that commercial. So That's right. but he's fine. So I woke up to that, and um, that was 4:30 a.m. And then the driver's license, and then the radio show, and then I just it's not much of a holiday for me.
0: <laughs> All right, well, listen, when well, we, uh, way to end on a naked Iranian man on the bathroom floor. So uh, we'll be back after these messages. Right? Stay tuned, everybody. Stay tuned. <laughs>
1: Has the news got you down?
0: Not with this funny guy. You're listening to Lighten Up with Steve Miller. <laughs> Welcome back, everybody, to Lighten Up on Israel News Talk Radio. My name is Steve Miller, and here we are with my beautiful sidekick, Roya Mosinian who is in her car. How are you, Roya? <laughs> I'm
1: good. I'm good. Not, Hanging in not, there.
0: You're not driving, are you? No. You're in a parking lot, correct? <laughs> Not that you know of.
1: <laughs> no, I'm in a parking
0: lot. <laughs> don't have your son drive, please. He'll 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 get into an accident.
1: I know. Well, he just got his license, but you know what? If that's enough for one day. He that's did right. Good. That's,
0: that's right. Yep. That's right. He did um, good. So anyway, we're gonna get right into it. Um, all right. So here good. we go. We're gonna we're gonna get into a little politics. You like politics, Roya? I do, and I don't. I like it when it's funny. I like your Oh, did you uh, get? Oh, yes. hello, Roya. Are you? Uh, you're going in and out on us here, boy. Uh, you're making the show difficult. Uh-oh, I hear you. <laughs> okay, good. So, uh, this is from uh, Bernie Sanders. This has uh, this comes from the Israel National News. Apparently, uh, here's the title: Bernie Sanders, Israel's government is racist. We should attach strings to aid. This is what Bernie Sanders is saying about what? Israel. Yeah. Uh, what?
1: Is anyone listening to him still?
0: Now nah, he's an old Fakakta Jew.
1: <laughs> he's crazy. He's crazy.
0: It says here, okay. uh, it says Senator Sanders, again, criticizes Israel. And uh, he says, uh, the, the Bernie Sanders uh, the United States uh, gives billions of dollars to aid in Israel. And I think uh, we've got to put some strings attached to that and say you cannot run a racist government. This is Bernie Sanders. <laughs> Uh, the 2% uh, controls everything, and, uh, you know, the 1% has nothing, and the uh, 90% has nothing, and the 2%, and, uh, you know, we're very much against, uh, I'm a very much a socialist. <laughs> he was on CBS, <laughs> Face the Nation, this week. Oh, and, really? And he says, uh, he goes, I'm very worried about Netanyahu. Uh, he's uh, doing, uh, his doing, and some of his allies in government, and what may happen to the Palestinian people.
1: <laughs> well, oh, that's what he's worried about.
0: He's he's worried about the Arabs, and then all of a sudden yeah. he goes, and and then he turns into and then his voice he goes it morphs into like Jackie Mason because he kind of sounds like Jackie yeah. Mason. He
1: does. Your he accent goes, is good. I like goes, your impersonation.
0: Let 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 me tell you something. Let me tell you this is bonus let me tell you something about Israel. Israel, I mean, I haven't said this publicly, but I think the United States gives billions of dollars in aid to Israel. <laughs> I don't like them, even though I'm a Jew. I hate I know. Israel. I hate the Jews. I care more about the Palestinians and the Arabs. And I'm a communist. And I don't understand why I have three homes. But yet, I think money should be distributed all over the world. And Israel is very bad. And then he turns into uh, Jackie Mason.
1: Oh, he's a self hating Jew like you used to be. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh. It says here, Sanders who was born to Jewish parents and spent time on a kibbutz in his younger years but barely alluded to his Jewishness until 2020 presidential campaign.
1: Really?
0: He never, yeah, he, he he never talks about his Jewishness. Really? Uh, until he, until he was until he was running for president. But yeah. But basically, uh, uh you know, he's like Jackie Mason. Hey, my name is Bernie Sanders <laughs> and I hate Israel.
1: <laughs> That's an excellent um impersonation. I like I that. So. Yeah, I've not heard that from you before. We'll
0: we'll see how it turns out.
1: Yeah, we'll see if Uh, people like it.
0: (laughs) um, So on continuing here on politics, uh, Donald Trump is in the news. Oh, again? He's always in the news. This is really funny, though. Okay, so, you know, last night on TV, I love this show. Um, You you, you know the show All in the Family, right?
1: Oh, that was great. My dad used to love that back in the 70s.
0: Yeah, so I was watching it last night.
1: Archie Bunker.
0: Yes. And uh, so we all know uh, the character of Meathead from All in the Family, right? Yes. Well, Donald Trump has now coined and named Ron DeSantis as Meatball Ron.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's a good one. Where does he come up with this stuff?
0: I don't know. It says uh, former, although he denies it, but he says former president Donald Trump is no fan of the Florida governor, Ron DeSantis. Uh, the well, because
1: that's his competition.
0: That's right. So he goes, the former president who has been on a tax streak against the popular conservative governor attacked him again on Saturday, trying to connect him with liberal and extreme policies. So this is what he says on his social media. This is uh-huh. his way of this is his way of, of not calling him a uh, meatball. Ron, <laughs> he, goes, <laughs> he, uh-huh. goes, uh, he goes, I will never call. R-, he calls him Ron DeSanctimonious. That's what he calls the sanctimonious. Oh, my gosh. So he goes, I will never call Ron the sanctimonious meatball Ron. (laughs) (laughs) He goes, go ahead. What?
1: That's so funny. I love how he comes up with an even worse insult.
0: I know. Uh
1: insult him he, and then insults him again.
0: That's right. And he goes, uh he says, uh, as the fake news is insisting, I will I will. Trump on social media he's basically saying that he never <laughs> called he never called him Meatball Ron while calling him Meatball Ron
1: <laughs> <laughs> You gotta love Trump. I mean he just says whatever.
0: That's right. And it says here, and this is how they found out. So it says multiple reports have stated that Trump has been calling to Santa's meatball Ron in private conversations.
1: (laughs) (laughs) That's what people are reporting on. (laughs) That's right.
0: So people are reporting that in private conversations, he's like, hey, you know, uh, there's this guy, uh, Meatball Ron, who's uh, (laughs) running for uh, president. He's going to be my competition. I mean, I love I love the name Meatball Ron. It's like he he should say it like Archie Bunker, like, oh, geez, Meatball Ron, (laughs) dummy up over there.
1: I love, you know, Trump comes up with the most creative names. He really does. Well, Like him or not, he, he is pretty creative with the names. He just goes for it. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. My that, and that Archie Bunker show is like. I mean, have have you've watched it? You watched it recently? I love it.
0: It's one of my. I watched it last night. Oh my gosh! My it's
1: so funny. In today's times, it, that would never be on the air, but it is hilarious.
0: Right. Yeah. It yes, really it is. is. Well, <laughs> meat meathead, move over. Now there's meatball Ron.
1: <laughs> meatball Ron. <laughs> I actually like that. Uh, I do too. It works. For meatball some reason, it,
0: it makes me hungry.
1: I know it does <laughs> me too. I love meatballs. I was just thinking, honest to God, I was thinking, oh, I love meatballs. I could go for some spaghetti and meatballs tonight.
0: One of my favorite meals. Okay.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, like you, you like your uh, chicken parmesan.
0: That's right. With uh, your soup salad inside. That's right. And now every time I have meatballs, I'm going to think of Ron De Santamonius. <laughs>
1: Well, it kind of ruins it for me. I don't really like to associate people with my uh, with my food, but right, uh, all right. <laughs> uh, do
0: you have? Do you have any, would you have any stories you'd like to share, or, or once again, it's just your dad <laughs> falling down naked? Is that it?
1: It's just my dad falling down naked. I do have a have a terrifying story. I I always seem to find stories of like things that um are like my worst fear, like things I'm fearful of. So I'm scrolling last night you know, doing my homework so that, so that you don't yell at me. I don't want you to yell at me. Um, (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And I find a story about this, this couple, Um, they live in, wait, let me look up and see what, what country they live in. Oh, in, in Malaysia. And when they're sleeping at night, apparently they hear noises in their roof So I'm thinking, like, what could it be, like a raccoon, whatever? Anyway, they call emergency services. They come over, and they start poking around. They poke a small little hole. Three
0: giant... Oh, boy. Roya, Roya, I'm having a hard time hearing you. You're going in and out. You're going in and out, Roya. (laughs) Huge... (gasps) Six-foot-long <gasps> long
1: snakes. Three, Roya! Three here
0: Oh, man. <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. You sound like you're on, uh, <laughs> like, a, you remember <laughs> when you had tape cassettes and you would fast-forward it really quick? That's what you sound like right yes. now. Yes. Yes. Oh, my gosh. Uh, us and the rest, me and the rest of the world heard absolutely nothing you just said. You sounded like this the old time. So why don't I just talk? Uh, because You're going to uh, tell a story. I'm going to tell a story because you're you're totally ruining this show. <laughs> and you know whose fault it is? As I knew I would. You know whose fault it is? Whose fault is it? Williams.
1: I know. Oh, my gosh. As if you don't blame him enough for everything in my life. <laughs> uh,
0: so anyway, uh, before we get out of here real quick, we got two minutes. Okay. Um, I have another quick episode of uh, Celebrity Anti-Semites.
1: Oh, too much uh, anti-Semitism.
0: That's right. Well, that's what this show's about. So uh, (laughs) we love to to bring out the stupid anti-Semites. So do you know who the actor Mark Ruffalo is? Yes, I do. Okay. So Mark Ruffalo put out a tweet, and here it says this. Between their spyware, election tampering, disinformation campaigns, State-sanctioned killing of journalists, apartheid, and their new ultra-right uh, wing nationalist party. There are power centers in Israel that are anti-democratic and dangerous to world peace. This is this is what he says. A tweet: Mark Ruffalo, who has eight million followers, and meanwhile, it's bad enough that he's a a piece of garbage anti-Semite. He's one of the biggest anti-Semites around. And, but yet the one thing I really can't stand is an anti Semite that can't spell. He spelled Israel wrong.
1: No way. Oh, that's the ultimate in in stupidity.
0: That's right. You know how he spelled it? He spelled uh, it I S R E A L. Is real. Israel. <laughs> Israel. <laughs> what a dummy. Yeah. So I mean, if you're gonna be an anti Semite, at least know how to spell, babe. It,
1: at least do it right. It- at least spell it, at least have proper grammar, you know, come
0: on. I know, I know. Oh. So, uh, right. yeah, so th- this is what he thinks of uh, Israel, but he's been very vocal about it, him and, and your son's favorite musician, Roger Waters. <laughs> uh,
1: <laughs> well, you know, I, I can't stand when um when um, celebrities chime in on things like this, because, like, you're just an actor. We don't need to listen to you, you okay. know?
0: Well, wait, we'll get so, your thoughts later. Okay. We're going to a commercial break, Roya. We'll be right back after this message. to you get your uh, thoughts.
1: I'll get my thoughts. Okay. <laughs> Has the news got you down? Not with this funny guy. You're listening to Lighten Up with Steve Miller. <laughs>
0: Welcome back, everybody, to our third and final segment here on Israel News Talk Radio. The show lighten up. My name is Steve Miller. The show brought to you again by the letters FKM. Please give it up for my sidekick, Roya Mosinian. Roya, are you with us now?
1: I'm here. I'm with you. I'm all with you.
0: All right. You sound great now. I want to apologize to uh, all our viewers uh, because you were telling a story and you were going (laughs) in and out. And uh, we just want to apologize. You know, it's a live show. So sometimes we have technical problems. So please, you yeah. know, for, forgive Roya. She's just a crazy Iranian. She <laughs> dealt with a lot of uh, stress. Her father was found naked on the floor late last night by the Abington police. <laughs> Truth. A naked Iranian fell. Javad, he fell naked. Why he's getting up naked is beyond know. me. Can he put, there's something called pajamas.
1: <laughs> At least underpants. I'm like that. Right. Underpants, maybe? Did Here's he something else you, funny. Did
0: he, did he give you a reason why he was naked?
1: No, no, and I honestly didn't want to know. But this is funny because <laughs> two, two days ago, he told me that he um, needs more underpants, size 34 waist. <laughs> Roya. So maybe he's running out and I
0: haven't done enough laundry for him. I don't know. Roya, Roya, I have no underpants. And I'm, going, <laughs> I'm walking around the apartment naked. Did you know that I ran... Invented underwear? <laughs> yeah, exactly. He was probably telling the police officers
1: that as they were scooping him up off the floor.
0: Yeah. <laughs> oh,
1: Steven, uh, so for life.
0: <laughs> so before the break, we were talking about uh, celebrity anti-Semites. So uh, Mark Ruffalo, who's a huge uh, anti-Semite, uh, he can't spell the the, the country Israel. <laughs> He's a genius.
1: <laughs> so is he,
0: I mean what a you know what a moron. So anyway, well on the theme of that, so there's another huge anti Semite. Uh so I found out this week, I didn't even know because I don't watch TV anymore, but apparently mm-hmm. uh former president Jimmy Carter, he's in hospice. He's dying of cancer. He's yeah. dying of cancer. He's another huge anti-Semite. Um, um very pro-terrorism, pro-terrorist. Oh. Uh he hates Israel and mm. he he wants uh but anyway, so I'm I, all I'll say is uh I'm I'm not I'm not upset. You're not
1: crying. <laughs> you're not shedding any tears for him. I'm, I'm not saying, shedding right?
0: any tears for him. Um so I would like to just say uh, Jimmy Carter. Jimmy Carter who loves peanuts. I love peanuts, but I have to say one thing as I lay in my bed as I lay in my bed here uh in in Atlanta, Georgia with my peanuts in my cancer. <laughs> I would like to say that I hate the Jews uh before <laughs> Thank you before, very much. before the Lord takes me. I would like to say that Israel has been a thorn in my side, and I, and I'm glad now that I will be at peace, knowing that the Jews caused me the election back in 1981. Because if it weren't for the Jews, if the Jews would have just voted for me, I would have won. I'd still um, be president. I'd I'd, actually yes, uh, me and my peanuts would still be, uh, would still be president, and uh, and I like to say that uh, I'm dying and I hate the Jews.
1: (laughs) Thank you very much.
0: Thank you, thank you very much. Was that
1: the Jimmy Carter accent?
0: It was my Jimmy Jimmy Carter, Jimmy Carter from Atlanta, Georgia. I love peanuts.
1: I'm <laughs> like a black man. Not no, a, I don't. Not a Southern man.
0: <laughs> well, Jimmy Carter's <laughs> kind of black, so.
1: <laughs> All right. Well, perfect. Spot on. Anyway,
0: he's dying of cancer, so uh, really? we'll move on. Who cares? All right. It's like listen.
1: 125. Yeah. Yeah,
0: he's 98. All the Jew haters live forever. I know. What the heck? Jeez. Speaking of black men. um, mm-hmm. I have a great story. You're going to love this. Uh, Here's the title. (laughs) Oh, my God. It's called I'm a Trophy Husband with Three Wives. They work while I stay home. (laughs) Oh. (laughs) Well, good for him. (laughs) Uh, It says here, and this is from the New York Post, a man who calls himself a trophy husband has revealed that not only does he have three wives, but he doesn't work. (laughs) First of all, I can't even handle one wife, let alone three. (laughs) we all know the story of that
1: (laughs) oh boy i don't know if this guy if it's a blessing or a curse that he has three wives Uh, so
0: apparently i wanted to know how this guy has three wives but this is what it is so it says comparing his role apparently it's called a polymorous family have you ever heard of this no but i feel like people make up any kind of words they want to make what they're doing acceptable no I, i i googled it it's real listen to this oh really so uh, before I give you the definition, it says uh, they're a polynormous, polymorous family. Um, he's a dad of two. Nick mm-hmm. Davis says he doesn't have a job because the king doesn't move around much while the queen have all the power. <laughs> mean- meanwhile, meanwhile, his three wives, April, Danielle, and Jennifer, all have full-time positions. He met mm-hmm. his first wife, April, at, at university 15 years ago before they mm-hmm. welcomed Jennifer into their marriage nine years later. Um, mm-hmm. And then they met some other chick, brought her in. Now they're all pregnant. And uh, anyway, there's a picture of him. So here he is. So seedy. Can you see see this, Roya? Yes. Oh, the black. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. He's a a black guy with three white girls. Oh,
1: boy. Look at that. And one of them looks to be about 18.
0: Yeah. So he's like, yeah, yeah. but Where are all the white women at? Yeah. The white (laughs) women are in your house because you're married to them all. They're married to them all. Yeah, listen, what, these wait. are my three white women, man. I love whitey. <laughs> I love white women and they make the best wives.
1: Where yeah. does he live? What is this legal?
0: Is uh, this, I thought
1: you're not allowed to have more than one.
0: No, spouse. well so Uh, It is. It's legal because I don't think he's technically married to them. He's just he's just. Oh, it says this. And now the Davis family has grown even more after Mm. Jennifer welcomed their first child together, Vera, in June last year. Nick also has an older teenage son from a previous relationship. (laughs) Well, maybe she'll join in, it too. Yeah, baby. I got a lot of baby mama (laughs) drama, man. You know what I'm talking about? Three white wives. Hey. Cook me dinner, will you? Clean my yeah. bed, wipe the floors, <laughs> clean the windows. I say, he's oh got a yeah. maid.
1: He's got a he's got a life, man. This guy's That's,
0: got it going on. Hey, he's the he's the uh, he's the king. He is the king. And so I looked up what uh, Morris family means, and here it is. I Googled it. Now this is going to sound very familiar, Roya.
1: Okay. Okay. And I want
0: you to just think about what I'm saying.
1: right i'm absorbing it
0: without revealing anything it says a polymorous family uh, polymorous people have multiple loving intentional and intimate relationships at the same time polymory (laughs) is a type of open or non-monogamous relationship that follows certain guidelines polymory specifically refers to people who have multiple romantic relationships at the same time
1: (laughs) i like how there are certain rules
0: yeah well it sounds very familiar
1: yeah. Interesting. Anyway,
0: God bless Nick Davis, who has three white women as his wife. Sounds
1: uh, sounds I, like a blast.
0: I don't know if it's a blessing or a curse. I know,
1: <laughs> really. That's a lot of women to have in your house at once.
0: Yeah. Well, is. I guess
1: he just sits back and lets everything happen around him.
0: Yeah. You know? He does nothing.
1: He's got the life.
0: Well, I sure hope he doesn't get divorced.
1: <laughs> he doesn't even. Uh, he doesn't even uh, work.
0: Now, uh, what is this our producer saying? Put on another log on the fire. I don't know what that means. Is I that don't understand your humor. Put on another log on the fire. It's a song. It's a song.
1: I don't know that song. Is it, is it, is it a song about a black man having four wives? Three wives?
0: Three wives, and, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I tell you, I wonder, if, uh, I, wonder if he st- I wonder if he sings the Black National Anthem for them. <laughs> <laughs> like, before they go to bed, do they sing the Black National Anthem? <laughs> I guess
1: I, maybe they do. He's the he's the king, so they do whatever he wants.
0: Yeah. Um so now, do you have any other stories now that we have you and you're not skipping and do you want to repeat your story?
1: Yes, okay, I'll repeat my my quick no story.
0: One, no one heard you. Go ahead.
1: It's it's a it's an animal uh um um scary story cuz these things I seem to always find um articles that um, are things that are, like, my worst fear. So um, I'm not really, I'm not afraid of snakes, but, you know, nobody wants them, like, found in their house. <clears throat> yeah. So I find this article, uh, I think it was in uh, Malaysia, yes. Um, stomach-churning footage has shown an unbelievable moment captured on film when enormous snakes fell through a home's ceiling. So Oy. apparently this family in Malaysia, they would go to sleep at night and they would hear things in their ceiling. And this went on for like quite some time. I think the first night I heard something in my ceiling, I would probably, you know, get up and investigate and be freaked out. But no, this went on for some time and they couldn't understand what what they were hearing in their ceiling. So I, I guess at some point after months and months, they called an emergency crew. Emergency crew came um, and... Let's see what happened. They, uh, I guess, they were filming. The emergency crew was w- crew was filming, and they started to tap parts of the ceiling,
0: yeah. and
1: basically the weight of three giant snakes made these snakes crash through the ceiling and onto the emergency workers. So basically, it was a trio. It says it was a trio of knotted, tangled up, a mass of three snakes all together, and it shows the video, and they're giant.
0: Oh my God! How did can they get up there? Can you even
1: imagine? I don't know. How did they get up there? And why? They probably laid eggs up there too.
0: hey That's well. That's Nick's- why they were all intertwined. It was like, yeah. Uh, it was like Nick Davis and his three white wives. <laughs> Maybe he's up there too. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Seems
1: like a lot's going on in that house.
0: Uh, hey.
1: So, oh, can you even imagine?
0: Hey uh I mean, you, know, you know what you know would be even worse if that what what if like um, a naked Iranian man fell through their uh <laughs> that
1: would be even worse <laughs>
0: Look out below Javan is coming
1: <laughs> <laughs> Well, I thought to myself, too, you know, those poor police officers, you know, they come in, you know, they knew because the fall bracelet went off. So they knew somebody fell. But do they really expect like a naked, wrinkly old man
0: like naked, <laughs> wrinkly?
1: I mean, <laughs> yikes. I, you know um... what I
0: heard on the police report? They said uh, there was uh, he was very ashy and he was he had <laughs> he needed had, moisturizer. Uh, he needed more. He kept screaming the whole time while they're helping him. <laughs> Roya, please moisturize me. I fallen and I can't get up. Roya. (laughs) lotion 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 lotion. (laughs) well the
1: reason why he got up was because he was itchy and he wanted his lotion so he walked to the kitchen where his lotion was and that's where he fell this whole lotion thing is out of control
0: you need to talk to him and tell him stay in bed don't get out just you know whatever yeah um (laughs) <laughs> anyway listen here's a great here's an interesting story i found these are one of the things that you would like so i found this story it says uh what what perfect female body types look like around the world oh now this here's should the be, this should be interesting
1: thing. well I can't, I can't wait it's to hear not this. really an
0: article it's like it says beauty can come in many different forms uh what one person finds attractive or beautiful in another and is entirely subjective which is true Mm-hmm. Now, but now this isn't really like a big article. What this is, is it's a video on YouTube. They connect it to a video and it has a picture of a woman. OK, mm-hmm. and she's mm-hmm. in a bikini and mm-hmm. they and they go through all these different countries all over the world and they morph the body based on what the people in that country find beautiful. So there's oh. like, oh, they go, yeah, they go through like That's kind of cool. Yeah, <laughs> it, it, it is, except they go through every single country. Uh, so they go, I'll tell you right here. They go, they had nearly every country. They had Syria, Egypt, uh, Ukraine, uh-huh. China. Uh, they even had Serbia. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, and, and I'm thinking, but you know what country they did not have? Which one? Israel. No, you know, no. What, cause,
1: cause yeah, uh, cause Israeli women wouldn't put themselves in that situation.
0: <laughs> They had every single woman all over the world. It was and it was like I'm like who's looking at women in Serbia? And I'm like Syria. It's no. a war torn country. There are no yeah. women in Syria.
1: <laughs> There's no nothing. So so who had the best body? Who had the well, best morphed
0: picture? Well, I mean it was They had Spain, Mexico, Peru. Uh, uh, it's just whatever. It's just wow. the China. The Chinese woman was like looked like a skeleton. It was really disgusting. <laughs> she was too skinny, skinny. and too skinny bones. Yeah, yeah. But then they had the United States. And mm-hmm. uh, it said the actually they had the ideal woman for the United States. And the photo um was a man, baby. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it was a man. It was a trans.
0: <laughs> it was a man. It was Caitlyn Jenner. Oh,
1: that's so good. That's yeah. classic.
0: So yeah, You would like to. I was going to send it to you because it's really just a video, but it, it's stupid. yeah yeah but i just love how they had every country in the world like serbia but they can't put israel
1: they didn't put israel maybe they're i guess that it was they were anti-semitic also
0: you know what the whole world is anti-semitic
1: i know (laughs) unbelievable everyone hates us (laughs) well you know what they're just jealous that's what i always feel when people don't like you it's because you know they're insecure with themselves or they're just you know they're jealous or you know so yeah Listen, Jews are successful, smart, intelligent, savvy people. Um, you know, people people get jealous.
0: Wow, Roya, that's that's pretty nice of you coming from an Iranian. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you like the Jews, don't you?
1: I do. I like everyone. Unless your you mar- give me reasons to not like your, you. you
0: your, know? your ex-husband was a Jew, wasn't he?
1: Yes, yes, exactly. still is. Yeah. <laughs> he still is? He <laughs> still is. Yeah, still is. Love yeah. it. Yep. <laughs> yep. So so funny about my ex husband. You know, he um, long story short, and you might remember this, and it was probably made like world news because this was like scandalous back in I guess the '90s. Yeah, '90s. Um, my husband's ex husband's um rabbi hired someone to murder his
0: wife. Oh yeah, I I that was New in New Jersey. I remember yes. That. Yes. That was
1: my ex-husband's rabbi. And unfortunately for my ex-husband's family, uh, my ex-husband's grandparents brought him to that synagogue and formed the synagogue with that rabbi. Yeah, So it was very upsetting.
0: So your your ex-husband is like an accessory to murder.
1: Basically. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And then my ex-husband's law firm where he works um, um, uh, represented him. The rabbi for the first trial, which was a hung jury, and then they didn't represent him the second trial, and he got convicted, and he's in prison.
0: Okay. Yeah, I I know. Let's not bring Let's not bring the show down. Let's not talk about (laughs) rabbis. This is not the uh, rabbis who murder show.
1: No, 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 no. (laughs) That's not like an exception.
0: That's not lighting up. No, (laughs) that's that's lighting down. That's called dark places. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, real quickly here is a good story. Yiddish classes to return to the Netherlands after nearly a decade. <laughs> you you really? know the language of Yiddish? Yiddish? Yes, yes. So it's it's making a big comeback. It says students flocking to University of Amsterdam Yiddish courses in order to learn the language that has left a lasting impact on Dutch vocabulary. Really? Ooh, well, there's so many I'm great Dutch. Yiddish words. I'm Dutch and I love gold. (laughs) Um, What's your favorite Yiddish word? I don't know. Right now, it's, (laughs) I don't know. It says here, after a decade... Uh, Yiddish classes disappeared from the Netherlands. Amsterdam is bringing them back. Starting this week, students can enroll in a Yiddish course at the University of Amsterdam. Yiddish was once widely spoken by most Jews in European cities. It has not been taught in the Netherlands since Professor Shlomo Berger's death in 2015. Well, you know <laughs> Shlomo why? died and that was it? <laughs> well, I know. Shlomo died and they forgot Yiddish. And, and uh, that was it? I mean... But the reason why Amsterdam, and it was so popular in Yiddish, the reason why it disappeared is because they killed us all in World War II. <laughs> well, that's a good reason. Um, it says, uh, uh, but I don't know. It's just fascinating. It's really a, it's very short. Ago. This is why many Jews came here and brought their Yiddish with them. Uh, if mm-hmm. you go to the city archives, there is an awful lot of Yiddish material there. And to mm-hmm. study it, you first have to get to know the language. So, Interesting. So now the people in the, in, uh, in the Netherlands are uh-huh. going to learn Yiddish. And speaking of Yiddish, here's, another, here's a funny story real quickly. Um, mm-hmm. If I can open it up because I know we're running out of time. Running out of time. Oh. <sighs> Get it all so, in. Here, you like this. Uh, mm-hmm. SpongeBob SquarePants <gasps> theme song. I love him. Well, they're translating it into Yiddish.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, I can't wait to hear that. SpongeBob SquarePants. SpongeBob SquarePants.
0: It says the here, uh, the SpongeBob SquarePants theme song in Yiddish. Who lives in a pineapple under the sea? Under the, yeah. Here's Sponge it in Yiddish. <laughs> here it is in Yiddish. Shvom Bob Kvdrat What? I'm reading to you in Yiddish. That's how you say, who lives in a pineapple under the sea? Shvom Bob Kvdrat Choyzen. Um, You're, you should do the, the theme song. You should record that for them. It says here, uh, SpongeBob SquarePants in Yiddish, thanks to a tr- it, the guy who translated the animated kids show theme song by Eddie Portnoy, the <laughs> academic advisor and director of exhibitions at the YIVO Institute for Jewish Research in Manhattan. So he, he translated the theme song uh, uh-huh. into uh, Yiddish, and he goes, I can choose anything to translate, he said, but this is sort of extra funny because it's it, not it something is. that you hear In Yiddish, and the lyrics alone were well received. And then they were vocalized by Yiddish TikToker Cameron Bernstein. I don't (laughs) know. It says the the animated Nickelodeon comedy series features a melange of undersea characters, including SpongeBob, his best friend Patrick, and it says. And it says after 21 years and 276 episodes, the show is the fifth longest-running animated series of all time. And uh, it says here that the song, the theme song, is loosely based on the sea chanty, Blow the Man Down. And it's sung by a pirate. Ah, yes. Blow the man down. And now we're going to create another song called SpongeBob SquarePants in Yiddish. I love and, uh, SpongeBob SquarePants. So here it is. Here it is, the song. Ready? It says here. I don't know if I can. I can't read Yiddish that well. It says, in Yiddish your best. It's so, it says here in the original, the pirate sings if nautical nonsense be something you wish, then drop on the deck and flop like a fish. Okay? <laughs> okay. Now in, in Yiddish, this is what it sounds like. Oib, Oib, Yam kein is best adopt after id fish. Somehow you lost the melody. <laughs>
1: Oh gosh!
0: So now oh, we can all great. watch SpongeBob in Yiddish. And, in Yiddish, uh, maybe uh, we can send the maybe we can send a so, tape to uh, uh, Mark Ruffalo.
1: Yeah, I bet he would love it. And so, they, um, are all the characters speaking Yiddish as well, or is it just the
0: theme song? I don't know. I don't. Oh, know. I don't this know. is
1: hilarious.
0: This is the Yiddish section of Lighten Up.
1: <laughs>
0: this is very funny because yeah. SpongeBob, SpongeBob.
1: Um, and all the characters are very—they're um, they're, just—they're they're funny. The characters themselves. So to to think of it in Yiddish is 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 a good one. Yeah.
0: <laughs> um, uh, yeah. So maybe we could send a tape to Jimmy Carter on his deathbed. <laughs> they can play it at his funeral. Hey, Mr. Pre- President Jimmy Carter, here we brought you something to uh, before you pass on to the other side. <laughs> oh, love, what is? I love I love Sponge SpongeBob. <laughs> Sing it again, Stephen. Sing sing it it again. I love, love, oh, it's in Yiddish. Oh my God, no, it's not in Yiddish. (laughs) I can't stand those Jews. Uh, You're making my cancer spread further. My cancers, I'm spreading my cancers further because I hear Jewish voices. Oh I'm I'm passing on. Walk on, walk on to the other side, Jimmy Carter. Walk on. Go to the light. Go to the light, Jimmy. Hurry! Go! You can't get there quick enough. You sound like you sound like Bill Clinton, not Jimmy Carter. I know. It's a mixture of Bill Clinton. Jimmy Carter. You know, when it's I was in sixth harder. grade, you remember in sixth grade I was in the riddle talent show. Yes, I do. I did an impression of Billy uh Jimmy Carter. I said, "Ha, <laughs> oh, my name is Jimmy Carter, and I love peanuts," and that was about it. <laughs> that it, was it. Yeah. Did you win? I don't remember who won that talent show. I did Richard Nixon. <laughs> uh, I did so many impressions. Remember that?
1: I do remember that. I was the MC of the letting- show. You stood on stage by yourself with the microphone, with the stand-up microphone.
0: Fifth and I sixth can, grade. I was yeah, I I, I, the you. first year I did it and then the second year they asked me to MC it. <laughs> <laughs> you were a star from a young age. And, and now look at me. Now I get paid nothing. <laughs> and I'm on the radio. <laughs> You're not even in person anymore. Uh, yeah, I mean, look at my career. I've gone, from, I've gone from doing talent shows for free to being on the radio for free. I can't seem to get paid. Oh, boy, Steven. My life is ridiculous. You're just circling the drain. Yeah. Anyway, all right. We got to get out of here. Uh, I do want to finish up. Uh, do you have anything you want to finish up or talk about real quick? Uh, let's see. Let's see. I, I do. I have, I have a great, um, um, uh, like what's, um,
1: feel good story. I have a All fun do do, story. do the feel good
0: story and then okay. we're going to get at. Can you get the feel good story done in about three minutes?
1: Yes. It's a quick one. This is, this is awesome. Okay. Forgotten bread leads a Maryland man to win a hundred thousand dollar lottery prize. So a Maryland man, he went, um, he went and made a second trip to the grocery store because he realized he forgot bread. And when he went to get his bread forgotten bread he realized he also forgot to buy his lottery tickets so he got his bread and his lottery tickets and guess what he won a hundred thousand dollars (laughs) hi because he forgot bread yeah
0: he went back and he went back yeah he went
1: back he um he forgot his bread he got home And he decided to go back and get it, which I would have just been lazy and not gone, right? Like any normal person. He went back, he he realized he forgot to buy his lottery ticket because the line was too long when he was there before. And he and he bought one. And he so he got his bread and his lottery ticket and he won a hundred grand. Wow. I love
0: that story, boy. I I feel so good right now that this story is going to get me through through the rest of my miserable week.
1: <laughs> Another man winning $100,000. Everybody, this guy
0: forgets bread, wins $100,000. <laughs> I'm busting my uh, my my tuchus trying to be funny and write jokes all week, and I get paid right. nothing. Nothing. I've been, doing, I've been doing this since I've been 11, and I haven't made any money. 40 years of nothing. <laughs> 40 years of nothing.
1: Well, he forgot his bread. So I guess the lesson is, like, don't be lazy. Get back in your car. Go to the grocery store. Get your bread. Get your lottery ticket. And there you go. hi old Beautiful advice. For
0: that's that's for a true. great way to end the show. Advice from for uh, the uh, Persian immersion, Roya Mosinian. <laughs> Roya, that's we are great. out of time. Thank you so much. It's been a great week. Um Thank I hope you. your father doesn't do any more falling. Uh, and yep. and uh, I hope everyone has a blessed week. Thank you so much, everybody, for listening. I miss you. I love you. And hashtag FKM. And don't walk around your house naked. If you love Israel News Talk Radio, then you'll love our Facebook page.